Fascia is an absolutely amazing system. Years ago, most people didn't know what fascia was, where today, if you're in the health, wellness, and fitness industry, most know what this term means. Hi, my name is Deanna Hansen. I am the founder of Fluid Isometrics and Block Therapy. And my name is Quinn Castellane. I'm the VP of Block Therapy and Deanna's nephew. Welcome to the Fascia Masters podcast. Fascia is the connective tissue that holds our entire body together. The fascia system is involved in every aspect of your health, from pain, size and shape, how you age, athletic performance and recovery, and even managing trauma and emotions. The list goes on. When you learn how to decompress your fascia, you experience incredible changes to every level of your being. The Fascia Masters podcast discusses everything fascia and is dedicated to empowering you with the knowledge you need to become your own self-care advocate. To help you learn more about caring for your fascia and taking initiative for your health and wellness, we are giving you our ultimate fascia decompression starter kit for free. This will teach you five steps to control your pain, as well as an introduction to fascia decompression that you can apply today. Go to blocktherapy.com forward slash fascia kit. That's F-A-S-C-I-A-K-I-T. This week, we are talking with Ashley Eden. She had just finished her two-week Core Connection series featuring doctors, physios, chiropractors, discussing everything core-related. This was very enlightening as we discussed nutrition, the challenges that come with understanding how to feed your body, the unhealthy mindset we all have around food and body image, and how we have worked to overcome those negative habits. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. I had the honor of being a part of Ashley's Core Connection series a couple of weeks ago, and we promoted it in our community, and everybody just loved the information that was shared through this event. So, Ashley, um, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And if you just want to give us a bit of an intro about you, about how you've discovered what you have and what all, all wonderful things that you're doing. Sure. Thanks, Deanna. Um, thanks for and Quinn for having me here today. And um, yeah, thank you for you know what I we had a large portion of your block therapy community uh, joining us with the, um, the the core connection series that I ran, and I really did get nothing but positive feedback from everyone that had joined from your community as well as the other speakers and their um, their followers and clients and. So it, uh, yeah, the, the event was really great. Um, do you want me to just kind of go into what the event was in case some people maybe weren't part of it or hadn't heard about it? Absolutely. Okay. So um, I had put together a, um, it was called The Core Connection, Strengthen Your Core in Order to Strengthen Your Life. It was a series that I started in June. And um it uh, so I guess about five and a half months we we ran I did interviews and then we ran over the course of two weeks actually launched it and people joined in from all over the world to um, watch one interview per day and it was all about the many different aspects of our core system so we had um, doctors and chiropractors and coaches and uh, yogi masters and everyone showed from their perspective the importance of the deep core system and um <clears throat> excuse me a frog in my throat from the uh yeah the, uh, everyone had a different perspective on the core 
And so it was really, really wonderful to bring all of that together. And that's really been a focus of mine over the last seven years. Um, I became a core specialist seven years ago uh, with a, com a company called Bellies Inc. And um, from then on, I've just been, you know, focusing on uh, how we can bring more attention to uh, the deep core muscles. So that diaphragm, pelvic floor, TVA, multifidus, and then sort of working into um, out to more of the superficial muscles and really shedding light on why it's so important to breathe and why it's so important to engage those deeper muscles to really impact the rest of your life, everything from reducing stress to moving better to being able to just have more health and wellness, um, you know, right from your diet to your structural system. So that's a little bit about the, the series and why I did it. So what was it that led you to wanting to dive so deeply into this topic? Um, it's, it's been an area that I've been passionate about for a while. I think it probably comes down to the, um, some of the injuries that I've had, um, more specifically, and I had talked about this on day one, was um, back when I was 21, I got a brand new professional kneeboard, and I've been kneeboarding since I was four years old. And uh, got out on the water and just was, you know, sort of cutting a little bit too hard. I had a really bad accident and um, I had, I, I didn't, I didn't break my back, um, but the damage that I did um, was just has kind of continued on for the years. So over the last decade plus, uh, just with, you know, chronic back pain and, a lot of times, I'm sure that you know this, when we hurt our back, it's not just limited to our back. So we start having issues with our hips and our legs and then, um, you know, even so, so some of our other extremities. And so it's it's just been a, a lot of me needing to educate myself in order to help rehabilitate myself. And then through that, I found that that kind of ended up being my niche with my clients is I started to people started to gravitate towards me and I started to be pulled to people who needed to have some sort of rehabilitation done. And it all just kept coming back to the core, no matter what the issue was, people that came with even like tennis elbow issues, we'd find out that there was issues in the neck and then that neck might've actually had to do with, you know, in improper use of their diaphragm and that they weren't breathing correctly. And so everything seemed to come back to that system. And that's what I continually, um, wanted to, to research and learn more about, and I still am all the time. That's wonderful. And I mean, isn't that the way, right? Like we, we have our own personal challenges and that's what leads us in the direction of discovering ways of helping ourselves. And then when we find those ways, we want to share that with others. Can I ask you a question with, with your back injury and, and relating that to the core, did you also find that you had issues with digestion or with, uh, with women's issues or anything like that? Was there any related issues that came about? Um, well, you know what, that's actually something I'm still trying to link, uh, believe it or not, even after all these years, um, I do have some digestive issues, I have some food allergies, it's probably, it's also why I be, ended up becoming a holistic nutritionist was to discover, you know, to learn more, um, and be able to help myself. 
And I can't say 100% if it is linked to the injury. Um, I also had a past of um, having eating disorder when I was 16. And I don't know if we ever really grow out of an eating disorder, it just kind of shifts. And sometimes it can take what look like more healthier ways of doing things becoming a health enthusiast. Um, but it so I'm not sure and that's something that I'm actually working with my own, um, like I have multiple coaches is, you know, the eating issues that I have, is it stemmed from the emotional um, issues that I have with food? Or um, there are times when I've, I've been a little bit off of, you know, what I prefer to eat or what is sort of on my food sensitivity list. And then I start having some back pain and neck pain. And I wonder, is my pain you know, is my pain linked with that? Or was it because I did something in the gym, or I just overdid it last week? And it's just, you know, it seems to be like, it's a constant journey. And you really, you, you really have to be, you know, sort of journaling, or at least taking some notes or making some mental notes about your body and about what your body needs, um, in order to because it's different for everyone. Isn't that true though? I, I also had um, eating disorders when I was younger and still absolutely communicate with food from the perspective of that damaged young person that I was. I certainly have gained a lot of insight into what drives me when I'm not at my best and, and what I choose when I'm not there. And uh, isn't this time of life specifically challenging? <laughs> all of us to be the best versions of ourselves right now. But um, yeah, I, I definitely find that when my gut isn't connected, I'm feeling more physical pains in my muscles and my extremities as well. So um, I, I certainly personally feel that there's an absolute emotional, physical connection to that whole mindset. And um, for me, it, it started as basically starving myself. And then I, I wasn't able to sustain that eating disorder for a long time. So then it became a, a binge starve, binge starve scenario for me. And um, what was most frustrating, <laughs> as I recall back in the day, was that I got to a point where even on those starvation points, my weight kept increasing. <laughs> so, you know, when we have that really um, inappropriate connection to feeding ourselves and food, it can, it can certainly manifest in a whole number of uh, psychological and physical abnormalities that we have to continually work through. So thank you for sharing that because that's, uh, I, I think so many of us really do struggle with that relationship with food and understanding. Well, and you know, in all reality, it's also not our fault. I mean, we, we are told so many things that may be true for some people, but aren't true for all of us. And then we try to apply things that we've learned. So it, it really is, uh, you know, people like you, it's wonderful when you can combine a community of a whole bunch of different people and different approaches and information on a similar topic. And then we can sift through that and see what really resonates personally with each and every one of us and, um, you know, give things a try. And, and really it is a lot of trial and error when you're trying to figure out your body. And that can be frustrating because it, it's a, a game of patience and time. But when we do tap into what really works, it, it certainly is a blessing. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Deanna. It, it is just, it's a process of elimination. It's a process of learning like anything else. You know, there's, I don't know if there's ever that destination that you just arrive at and it's like, oh, it's all together because then your body shifts and you're kind of like, what, you know, what just happened now? <laughs> there's another layer that I have to sort of uncover. Um, but, and that's really why I take such a body, mind, spirit approach with my, 
um, you know, with my training and my coaching is because, you know, everyone does need something different. And for me to sit there and say, this type of diet is going to work for you and this is what you should eat, well, that might not work for you. And so I'm always, you know, very open um, to my clients saying, you know, when I skip breakfast, I feel better. And it's like, okay, then let's skip breakfast, because maybe your body is okay with that. And someone else might, you know, their blood sugar might not handle that well. And um, so, yeah, a really, you know, really great point. Um, and I think that's something that everyone should, you know, sort of take away is, um, is that you you do have to just get out there and keep trying different things and finding what works for you. And, um, you know, because there's, there's not one, there's not a simple answer. Quinn, I, I bet you have a lot to share with this from training for your competitions and just, you know, becoming a healthier young man. What are some of the points you'd love to share here? Well, first off, I just have a lot of respect for people who, if you're training clients or you do have clients to give them a nutrition plan, because that's something I never really did. I would always give them advice, but it was, I, I always understood nutrition to some degree um, from the aspect that everyone is completely different and foods literally react completely different with people. Like um, I think it's JBP, Jordan B. Peterson, Jordan B. Peterson um, himself and his daughter can only eat meat. And I think some green vegetables and salt if they eat other foods, they will go into a depression and they tested all this. So if they were to approach me and say, Hey, I want a diet, I could give them what I think is the best diet in the world, but then they could spiral back into a depression. So, and, and then you mentioned like childhood traumas in a way, or I, I, I'm calling it child, childhood traumas because we all have them. Um, they're inevitable, I think. And those do carry on throughout your life. If that's an eating disorder or an injury, like I'm still dealing with my ankle injury that I, that I broke like 14 years ago and that shifted everything up the chain. So I'm still dealing with that. People still deal with all kinds of traumas, but that's what will, I don't want this to go into like a crazy inspirational thing, but that's what will define you in a way is, is how are you going to use those traumas to your advantage and to make them part of you and to own that and then to learn from it and then keep improving. So I came from a bodybuilding background, but is that the healthiest way to train? My ego said yes for like five to eight years. But now when I've settled my ego down, I've taken a step back, I've realized that isn't the healthiest thing for me anymore. In the moment, I loved it. I was thriving. I was angry. So I just threw heavy weights around, but, but now I'm like, I'm not angry anymore. Like, why am I doing this? It's actually trapping and building more anger in my body. The more I lift heavier weight and the more frequently I lift in an aggressive way. So again, it, it is a journey and people just have to understand that everyone is so unique and you have to be patient with the process. You have, to, if you want to journal, you mentioned journaling, you should journal. That's where you're going to remember little aspects. Hey, I ate kale today and I actually didn't feel good for me. Kale works great for me. For my mom, it doesn't work good for her, but people call this a superfood. So how, how the media and how like the health organizations tell us what to eat, it's a generic guideline. It's not a guideline um, for each individual. Mm -hmm. So take time, 
trial and error, try, try different modalities with self-care, try different nutrition, try different forms of exercise. I've trained many clients in the past and they're like, and I trained them more so as a bodybuilder. And they're like, Quinn, I don't, I don't like being as a bodybuilder. I prefer to run and do more aerobic exercise. And I'm like, that's great. You figured it out. So go with that. So that's, it's, it's opening up or it opened up my mind years ago to consider so many different forms of training. Because again, when that ego's there, it can be really powerful, but that can burn you down nice and slow. So you have to be conscious of your ego and retrain it and become, and, and be more humbled um, because we know very little. And that's why it's so cool to interview different people and have discussions with different people because this is fuel for all of us. We can all just keep learning more and then adding more tools into our toolbox and see what ones work. And then there's going to be tools that you can pull out in certain scenarios. I love fasting. I love carb cycling if I'm getting ready for a photo shoot or a competition, but I might not do that all the time. So it's, it's knowing what to use and when to use it as well. That's I awesome, Quinn. Not up the ego, Quinn, because that's, you know, I think that's such a huge part of, you know, health and wellness um, is being able to do some of that, look inside yourself, being able to be the observer, because I know that the, I know that ego still drives some of what I do in exercise that I know, oh, this is, I probably shouldn't be doing this, but I want to, you know, I want to get over here, mm -hmm. but my body's, you know, this isn't really the best thing for my body. And as soon as I do it, I end up hurting myself. Or as soon as I have those things that I think, you know, I don't really want them, but I'm like here in the social situation. So I guess I'll just kind of go along with everyone. They, they never the things that feel good for me. So sometimes we have to, yeah, we have to learn to like, you know, when to, uh, to, to be able to, I guess, like, take that little ego and push Stuff it, it away. <laughs> or, yeah, or just be yeah. aware of it and be like, okay, yeah. I know what you're doing. That's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Re, retraining the ego because I've, I've been there so many times. You said that, you said that perfectly. Like, I, I'll, I'll still know when my ego is coming up and then I'm like, no, like, I'm getting smaller. Like, for me, that's my issue. I, I built such a reflection of myself or a personality of myself or a perception. Sorry. That's probably the correct word of myself from bodybuilding to look a certain way. So that was like a big struggle for me yeah. is because it was just causing me more pain. So why, why am I still working out to look a certain way? If I'm, I'm, I'm just storing more pain in my body, then I have to block to release it. So then I'm kind of going in a circle. So I, I don't think weight training is bad. I think it's like everything. You just have to know how to do it correctly and just see what works for you. I have my opinions and I've seen what works incredibly well for myself and many other people in a certain form of training. But again, it's a trial and error. See, see what works for you. And if it doesn't work, then don't be frustrated. Just understand it's part of a learning experience and try something new. And then you carry on and just keep going, keep going, keep adding those tools to your toolbox. <laughs> Um, you know, you mentioned something about Jordan Peterson, and um, I just thought this was uh, this was something really interesting that I do like to share with people. Um, back, I want to say about maybe about six, seven years ago, when I was becoming a holistic nutritionist, uh, I was in school at the time, and I 
had decided, you know, just based on some of the things that I was reading that I was going to try and incorporate more soy into my diet because for me, um, I don't, dairy does not do very well for me, which took me a long time to figure that out because I didn't really have digestive issues. I had like rosacea on my face and the doctors kept saying, oh, it's just rosacea. There's really, a, you know, we don't know why. There's not really much you can do about it. And it was actually dairy. So I'd been dairy free for a while decided to start eating soy and I was in this great place in my life where I actually just started working for good life I was really loving my job you know everything was going well in my relationship and with my friends and I was in school and or just finishing up my degree actually and I started eating soy yogurt and all of a sudden I just I woke up one day and I was like I wanted to quit my job I wanted to, I was starting like fights with my husband, Darren, and I was just like, I didn't feel, I, I went to work and I mean, part of my job is so social and I'm with my clients and I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was hiding in the office and I thought, what is going on? And I know like I wouldn't, would never have known this before, but throughout school, um, and what I had learned as a nutritionist that if something has like gone off with my, um, with, you know, my behavior or how I'm like emotionally and mentally feeling, there's gotta be a connection to something in my lifestyle, most likely my nutrition. And I thought, what have I done that's different? And I realized, oh, the soy yogurt. So cut it out, waited maybe a week. And I had another container at home. I ate the ate maybe half the it was like you know those small containers had probably about a half and the next day I woke up and bang I was like really really depressed again and that's when I found out that soy for whatever you know just maybe because of the the estrogen um it's you know the phytoestrogen that's within the plant it but it just plummets my um you know and puts me into like what feels like a depression and um, it, you know, there was many times over the years I'd go out and for sushi and I'd be eating edamame and not like pay attention next day, like, boom, I, you know, felt really triggered again. So I just, I always think that, you know, as you, when you brought that up, it's really good for people to take note that if, you know, after a weekend, they're feeling really down on a Monday, maybe it's not that it's just Monday, it's the start of the week. And you're kind of like, oh, like, I have to, you know, go to work. Maybe it's not that maybe it's like some of the habits that you had over the weekend and some of the foods that you had, because I know when I cut that stuff out, and, and like a lot of alcohol, too, I stopped waking up on Monday, like Monday to Wednesday were actually good days. Mm -hmm. I always thought it was like, oh, Thursday, I must be like looking forward to the weekend. This is great. And then when I like got rid of soy and just other those, you know, and alcohol and things that would really, um, I guess, you know, put me, drag me down in a sense or put me into a little, you know, affect my mood. Then I started to like wake up Monday feeling like, oh, <laughs> It feels, it almost feels like Friday. Like this is great. So I, yeah, that's, it's so important to look at what you're feeding your body. I mean, your body's made up of, you know, of, of millions of cells, trillions of cells. And where do you think every, all of that is coming from? Like it's broken down from the micronutrients in your food. So you are what you eat. It, it really is true. Mm -hmm. And that Absolutely. I think comes back to that, that whole being patient with yourself, being forgiving with yourself as well. For me, it took me a long time to realize that I don't digest meat properly. So meat constipates me and I didn't connect the dots right away. So, I mean, 
there, there were times in my earlier years when I chose not to eat meat, when I was in university and dissecting bodies, I was like connecting the dots and I'm like, Oh, I just can't do this. But then I would go back to eating meat and, and, you know, just constipation had been an issue though for me since I was a teenager. And it was probably about five years ago now that I connected those dots, but it took that long because each time you go through layers and layers in your body with understanding. And also as we age, we're always changing and we're always having to re-identify with what is actually feeling good, what's not. And sometimes those triggers don't affect us immediately either. Sometimes it might lag a few days before you, you really connect what's going on in your system. So that whole concept of journaling, I think is just a brilliant way to track what's going on and then you need to look at like a whole month at a time and say okay you know what's happening here because we are so complicated and and i think part of the issue is we we want that cause and effect we want to understand things immediately we want to respond immediately to something that we do and that's just not the reality that our bodies go through but as we become healthier and our systems become more efficient i think that lag time shortens and we do get that opportunity to really see more clearly what's happening but it's a process and we keep changing as well so um you know that was great when you uh, mentioned about you know starting the the soy and and that that is a whole different kind of nutrition that your body has to get used to and and yeah um just because some for some people things are great yeah for for all of us it doesn't mean that so we are complicated that's all i can say and well, <laughs> that's why again so go ahead quinn <laughs> well no i was just gonna say it, it's that saying like the the more you learn the more you realize you don't know in a way yeah. if i'm saying that correctly but it's something along those lines and I, I think you have to find the balance between that too, because you still have to keep something simple or else you're just going to get too much in your head. So for me, like I just keep, I keep my nutrition very simple. I've never really had many issues with um, different foods. I've never really had issues with digestion and elimination, which is awesome. I've had issues obviously with other things, but um, I keep my nutrition super simple. And once you find those foods that work for you, because uh, <laughs> I, yes, I do love enjoying good, tasty food, but I'm more of the result as well. I want to make sure I feel good. So once you find those base foods that work for you, then start getting creative with how to cook and make that, that food taste good. I eat oats and eggs almost every single day. And then I eat like a big vegetable stir fry. And some days I'll eat steak. I used to eat steak almost every single day. Now I cut that down to like maybe one time a week. So it, it's still trial and error and seeing what works, what doesn't. It takes time. Be patient. But you're going to you're gonna change more than you ever think because it changes your, your mind, as you mentioned. And what you mentioned about the soy, um, that's like nearly identical to Jordan B. Peterson and his daughter. Like they would eat something and boom, in a depression for two weeks, couldn't get out of bed. Like not like that's an extreme. That's, yeah. I mean, like, to last that long too. I mean, luckily I was only, it was more like a day and then I just kept like cleansing in order to, but I'm, yeah, that's unfortunate to, to be down for that long. And, and imagine hearing that eating soy is good for you and you eat that every single day, you're waking up every single day, not at your, potential. You're just always down a few notches. You're always down a few notches, but then you get used to that new normal and you think that's your normal. But when you start experimenting with new foods, 
new forms of exercise, new anything, then you kind of come out of the shell. And then it's like that aha moment. You're like, whoa, I feel, wait, what did I do? <laughs> like, I feel amazing. And like, I've had a few aha moments this year too, where I had to, I started to meditate and get like my mind right, but like actually meditate, sit in a meditation for 30 plus minutes um, at a time. And obviously very challenging, but that complemented everything in my life. Like everything in my life has changed. So that was a huge tool. Really, that's a whole toolbox of meditation. It's, it's very complex, but amazing. So that, that was a big thing for me. And I'm not saying everybody should meditate, but hey, why don't you give it a shot and see what you think? And I think that's what people just have. People just have to be open-minded enough to experiment and see what works for them. And a lot of us are brainwashed to believe we have to eat at a certain time of the day, yeah, x amount of calories per body per uh, body weight, um, x amount of macronutrients, micronutrients, and it's going to differ person to person. So, again, just reiterating this: like, have fun with it. Don't don't think of it as a chore. Like, this is what you're fueling yourself. This is what gives you energy. This is what gives you mental clarity. This is what can give you new ideas. This it's just amazing. I just have so much passion for it because I've personally felt so much transformation from testing things out. So, cause I used to be a little arrogant with it too, with everything. <laughs> and I can openly say that, but again, you got to humble yourself, test different things and who knows where that's going to take you. It can take you to amazing places. I, so go ahead. Sorry. I, I had a client here this morning. I was just going to um, kind of add something to what Quinn was saying. Um, and she was talking about how over the weekend uh, she had uh, her kids and uh, a family member or two over and there was a lot of sweets and she, you know, has just, we kind of went on to an elimination diet for a little while just to see what was triggering her and how, if her joints would feel any different. And she, we kind of found a way of eating for her that felt really great. And so over the weekend she had had all these sweets and these different things. And because they kept saying, well, why? Like you're doing all this exercise, you, you know, aren't you doing it so that you can have this stuff? And she said she kind of cracked under the, the pressure and the guilt, which I think happens around the holiday season. That's why I wanted to bring that up. And and I, I undergo the same thing. If I say no to desserts and to certain things, my and trust me, I'm a dessert girl, but I, I like my dark chocolate. I like to make it myself so that I, I know what's in it. But I'm like, I love having dessert after every single meal and every snack. Like I, I like those little things, that little, that sweetness. Um, but it depends on what it is. And so I said, you know, don't feel guilty for saying no, because this isn't like, this isn't a body thing for you, like how you look, this is that, you know, you're going to feel better. And that's what happens with me. And I, I'm not saying no, because they're like, oh, you're so thin, you can, you know, you can eat a brownie, you can eat this and that. It's not that it's that the processed sugar for me, I will wake up the next day with like an upper respiratory infection because the sugar just lowers my immune system. Well, I mean, it does for most people, it lowers your immune system immediately. And I get really affected by the sugar. So I think that if like Quinn, you were saying, you know, you feel good eating this way, if you know, over the holidays and whatnot, if 
you know, you really, if you feel better not having that stuff in your, you know, in your life or in your diet or at this point in time, like, don't, you know, don't feel bad saying no to it. You got to go with what, you know, feels good for you. It's so true. And, and that's um, kind of the concept, concept of thinking how you're going to feel before you take it in. So a lot of people just get pulled into the temptation. They're like, ah, I deserve this. I'm going to eat it. But it's like, what you're deserving yourself is toxic food when it should be the opposite. So I think that's another bit of a brainwash too, because I think we're all kind of like that. We're all like, Hey, like I had a really successful week. Like I ate really clean business was going great. I was active. I blocked, I did all these things. I'm going to have like a big ice cream cake, like whatever it is, or I'm going to eat like a bunch of candy. If one thing, even Yen and I have talked about this a lot in the past, like if we want to do a cheat, make sure that the cheat is of high quality. So you're not eating really garbage candy or really garbage cake. Make sure that you're getting it from like a bakery cooked with like real organic ingredients. Then that's a little bit different. And you can still see how your body reacts, but just understand that there are potential consequences to your actions. So if you are going to go and binge over a weekend, don't be surprised if you wake up on Monday, Monday, groggy, unmotivated, and not wanting to get out of bed. So everything in moderation. So and Ashley, do you have any other things you would like to share before we finish up this call? Um, is there anything else that you wanted me to shed any light on Deanna? You know, I, I think again, the, the uh, event that you put on was just so powerful and the comments about the different teachings that were offered were just so appreciated by everybody that was involved in the community and people tying those parts together. I, I just think that was so amazing and so important. And I understand the immense amount of work that must have gone into creating that because you and I did our, our uh, interview back in the summer. So to get that all together and again, just hats off to you because that takes a ton of time and attention and passion to be able to do something like that and put that together and get all of these experts in one place at one time, essentially to, to share what they need to know. So um, just keep doing what you're doing because you're helping so many people and giving so many people wonderful information that they need. And you're just a, a beautiful representative of, of health and beauty and just, yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it's nice to have the recognition for other people that, you know, can have done something like this. So you have an idea of like what the behind the scenes stuff that no one ever, like I didn't even think about how long it would take. But, you know, my, I think you know, if I'm going to say anything about the event, um, what the feedback that I got, and I mean, one of the reasons why I loved the speakers that we had is just because in everything that I do and everything that I preach and coach, um, it had that body, mind, spirit approach to it. And we really looked at because you can't, you can't have one without the other. And when I say spirit, I don't mean any in any sort of religious way, I mean, more of the, the mental, the emotional side of things. Um, and because I mean, you can you can go to the gym every day, and you can be the healthiest you know, the healthiest person at the gym um, with you can exercise six, seven days a week, or you can, you know, be really great when it comes to your eating. But if you're just nothing but a ball of stress, then that's not going to work. And it's the same way as if you're just, 
you know, you're relaxed all the time and you don't, you know, nothing ever bothers you, but you never exercise, you never move your body. That's not going to work either. And so I think if anything, you know, to really remembering to take that balanced approach, I think life is about balance and we need to do that in our routine and, you know, have exercise, focus on the nutrition, focus on, you know, our emotional development, um, and, you know, through meditation or, you know, or moments of mindfulness throughout the day, I think that's probably one of the, you know, if you can, if you can become more mindful, um, I, I th that, that's a big one that really does take, well, can really change your life. Um, and, you know, just finding ways to, like I said, have that balance, I think that will give you much more, um, get you a lot further in your health and wellness journey. Wonderful. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Have a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you deserve your break. <laughs> so have, have an amazing holiday, amazing time off. All right. So that wraps up the discussion. Well, thank, thank you so much for having me today and oh, thank for tuning in to the block community. Thank you so much for joining. This has been a lot of fun. That is everything. Enjoy your day and we'll see you guys next time. Bye everyone.